What's up, Cardboard Nation? Welcome to another episode of Go GTS Live, the Hobbies Web Show. Thank you all for joining us this evening. I'm your host, Rob Bertrand. Joining me as always, Mr. Watch the Breaks himself, Ivan Lovegren. Hope you're doing well, Ivan. Just sweating a little bit. We are having some hot, hot weather here in Southern California right now, and my air conditioner is not working properly, so... It's not just the hobby Ouch. that's hot today. It's also me. Uh, that's no no bueno. Yeah. Um, Any heating and cooling experts out there, you want to come over, I'll make you make you dinner and you can uh, figure out what's wrong with this AC. Don't you? You're a renter in an apartment. Where's the super? Uh, so it's not that's not the the there's a ridiculous issue where because there's like four units all in one small room way downstairs, it like freezes so on the hottest uh, days of the year, it stops working. So we well, have to like turn it off and wait. Yeah, kind of like kind of like how you used to like defrost your like ice box where you had to like leave it open. Yeah, pretty much it's like that. <laughs> but with, with my air conditioner and always on the days when it's running the running the most, you know what I mean? Oh my so, gosh, that's yep. no way to live, bro. That's no way to live, man. No, Beverly Hills, you know, slumming it. So. <laughs> so that's what's going on over here. Uh, but we've got a lot of hot hobby happenings today. Uh, lots of news, notes, nuggets, box previews tonight. Um, wow, we have a worldwide product debut of Panini certified NFL football cards. So you're going to get to see them here first, as well as win the hits. Um, we've got three incredible in, uh, segments, video segments tonight, including an interview that I cannot screw up because it was done earlier in the day. Um, but uh, on the new Beckett Shield uh, cases, top loaders, card protection equipment, um, as well as two other great segments and a look at what's hot in the shop this week. Yeah, Beckett um, Shield to the rescue, man. Yeah. So, um, but first, so I talked about giveaways. We've got a special surprise unclaimed giveaway as well, uh, carryover. We're going to talk about it in a minute. But if you want to win anything on the show tonight, no matter what channel you're watching on, head over to twitter.com slash go GTS live right now and vote in the Twitter poll as well as follow us because you have to be following us to win. All night long, we're going to be tweeting out ways for you to enter to win from our website. Um, but you have to be following us to win, so make sure you go do that right now. And I'm going to turn it back over to Rob to let you know about this special giveaway we have tonight. Yeah, we had three unclaimed prizes last week. So one one lucky winner is going to get the Go GTS Live swag. Uh, an autographed photo of WWE superstar Mickey James and the dual game used patch Aaron Rodgers Devontae Adams from uh, Gold Standard. So one lucky winner gets everything that wasn't claimed last week. And so, yeah, that that'll be awesome. But uh, as always, yeah, Twitter's important because we're going to kick things off with our Go GTS Live Q of the Week poll. Uh, grading is red hot right now. Which company do you think is the most accurate with their grading? BGS, PSA, SGC. 
and PSA receiving 54.3% of the vote, BGS with 34.6, SGC pulling up the rear with 11%. I didn't participate in this because I'm not a big uh, grading person. Haven't ever spent a whole lot of money on grading, so didn't have an opinion one way or the other. Did did you, Ivan? Um, I did. Um, now, my opinion's probably not that valid um, because it is, again, just sort of hearsay. I have some experience grading, but I'm so bad from my raw eye that I've sent in cards that have gotten a seven and probably deserved it. Um, so I'm definitely not an expert, but I do feel like at least giving us the subgrades makes BGS more reliable, almost like they have more accountability, as well as the fact that... Um, you know, there's there the seems to have been less scandal around like knowingly trimmed cards coming through BGS. You mean when you talk about subgrades, you're talking surface corners, edges, and centering? centering. Yep. yep. Okay. Yeah, they they let us see exactly what that looks like um, on the cards that you submit with them. So, but I'm really shocked. What I'm more shocked by is not the results of this poll. So much as only 160 votes. Like I thought with how hot grading is and with how many people hate, you know, like so many people disagree with it. I thought we'd have more fire behind this poll. What are your takes? I have none. Well, I mean, um, like your like I'm talking to the audience. Like what are what are what are their takes? Oh, um, yes. Fan 71 says there needs to be a none of the above. Uh, Greg Riesma says all are done by humans and are fallible. My trust goes to PSA. However, um, Hookem Mike E says I believe PSA is the better looking option with the uniformity of the cases. However, BGS may be a little bit more accurate with the four different grading points. Given your um, point, uh, Quentin. Quarantino says it's red hot because suckers forget the trimming scandal like it was nothing. Uh, Hockey Card Crony said MNT grading in Canada uh, is, but they are not widely recognized, unfortunately. Mm. Learn something um, new every day. Yeah, how about that? So, um, Kristen uh, Burnett says, although I prefer the look of PSA, I voted BGS. I feel like PSA is a lot more lenient than BGS is in the grading process. I feel like BGS have having the subgrades makes it necessary for them to scrutinize more. So hmm. interesting. That subgrading segment echoed uh, or resonated with a few people, and I'm sure that's also the reason why those people voted as well. I wonder if taken into account, if that will narrow uh, the poll results um, by the end of the show, which we'll, we will check in on. I like it. So, yeah. So, um, so your first chance to win happens though, because I did uh, just as we were kicking off the poll, I created a new pinned tweet just saying that we are live join us and enter to win our hits so go retweet that tweet to have the chance to win the bonus swag pack that we were talking about that was unclaimed from last week so um, you can win win the leftovers so to speak Um, but that's also why we make sure that winners have to be watching live uh, because we want to make sure that if somebody's not watching live that we have those items 
to bring back into the pool for all of you that do watch faithfully. So thank you for that. Go to twitter.com slash go GTS live right now and you can enter to win. Do we have anything awesome. else to cover before we jump into uh, my favorite <coughs> segment every week? Um, yeah, we're going to do the um, interview with um, Michael Anderson, uh, the COO of Arcane Tinman. If you are not familiar with Arcane Tinman, it's probably because you're not a gamer. Arcane Tinman produces a line of supplies under the brand Dragon Shield. Okay. And they're quite popular and universally accepted uh, for their quality around the world. Well, given the fact that there is some supply chain issues in the market right now, they thought it was the perfect time to enter the supply side for sports. They've partnered with Beckett to develop a line of products called Beckett Shield. Arcane Tinman is located in Denmark with a six hour time difference. I had to schedule this for early in the morning one day this week. So listen now as I talk to Chief Operating Officer of Arcane Tinman, Michael Anderson. Well, we're pleased to be joined by Michael Anderson, who is the COO for Arcane Tinman, longtime uh, card. Uh, trading card game supplier uh, for the Dragon Shield line, which is an extremely popular and reputable line of supply products. And they've recently partnered with Beckett to introduce a line of sports collectible supplies to the market under the Beckett Shield brand. Michael, thanks for taking a few minutes out of your day to join us. How are you? Sure, thanks. I'm very well. Thank you. How about you? I'm doing well. Thank you very much. Uh, Michael's joining us all the way from Denmark via the magic of the internet. So how cool is that? Um, so let's dive right in and get an understanding of what formed this relationship with Arcane Tinman and Beckett. Yeah, it all goes back, uh, I think it's four years back. Uh, our company was actually sold. We were doing very well, and we were bought by uh, American Capital Fund, which also happened to own uh, Bigot. And in that way, we got the connection, and uh, we started visiting these guys, hearing about the sports side. We were doing great on TCG side. We were known for our high quality, and we were talking about how can we uh, bring this into the sports market. And, uh, of course, with Bigot, who have all these uh, touch points in the market, know about what it is that is needed from the collectors, we simply started interviewing them and asking, you know, how can we improve these products? What can we do different than what always already is known in the market? And what you will see here in the, the first round of, of our new line called Beckett Shield is uh, basic products where we talk with the, the guys from Beckett uh, about uh, what it, what do you need? And uh, it's typical, the sleeves, uh, the top loaders, the card armor, and so on. Uh, but eventually, we will also do innovating stuff uh, that bring freshness into the market. You know, you... you touch just briefly on a little bit of research and development. And that's one of the things that I'm most intrigued about. What is that process like from, you know, drawing board to actual distribution? How long was the process of researching the products to bring to market? And what um, conversations did you have with Beckett to help that development process? 
So the project initially started two years back where we say we need to do something because we have the know-how in supplies and they have the know-how in the sports market. We need to bring these uh, things together. And we slowly started uh, with the Dragon Shield and our containment already existing business. We have our distribution center based in Dallas, where Beckett is also at. So our warehouse is really well connected with them, and we have the same workers uh, in the warehouse as Beckett. So the development of the product take, uh, I would say, a year from from start till you have a product with uh, sampling, back and forth, uh, quality test, uh, getting it in the hands of graders. That has been a key element for us, that uh, every grader have had this product in their hand and said, hey, this is something I would use uh, moving forward. Uh, and that was very keen for us that uh, at least these guys who are familiar and handle over 500 to 1,000 cards every single day can nod to these product and uh, sell them with, uh, with dignity in their mind. Obviously, you're well aware of some of the supply chain issues that your competitors are facing in the market. Uh, how are is Arcane Tinman and Beckett Shield able to overcome some of those aspects to bring these products to market quickly? So there are two elements in that. Uh, that's also been a key factor for us. So we have chosen uh, that we want to get our product produced uh, close to the core market, and the core market is uh, USA and Canada. So we will get our products produced in North America. Uh, it can be either, it will be spread across the North American market. That means our lead time would be min, uh, maximum two weeks uh, if we have production uh, products available at the manufacturing site. Other than that, we have a 20,000 foot square foot uh, warehouse established in Dallas that we anticipate to fill up uh, uh, with all these products. Uh, yeah. I know that solicitations for the first wave of products are going out this week. The real um, question that I'm sure collectors have is when can they expect to see these on the shelves of their uh, local card shop? Yeah, well, first wave, uh, first line of product, which would be the sleeve product, will come in uh, at the end of September, and there will be a turnaround quite fast, both from our side and our distributor side uh, with GTS as partners. Uh, so hopefully it will be out in stores uh, first week of October. And uh, after that, we will simply just release products as soon as we get them in our warehouse. We will get some products in in the first week of October. I think there will be four small releases during October until we have what we call the core uh, elements of product that is needed for collectors. One of the things I noticed uh, when this was solicited was some of the unique packaging uh, that you guys have incorporated. A lot of times you go to a retailer and, for example, the top loaders or uh, the one touches are just kind of stacked up on a shelf, if you will. But it seems that you guys have incorporated packaging that they actually sit in a display tray uh, making it highly visible and easier to organize for uh, store owners. Um, where did that input come from? Was that internal, external, a little bit of both? I think that's internal because that's how we always have looked at it with the Dragon Shield uh, mindset is how does our product present them best at the retail level and how can we help the retailer display our products in, in the best format possible? Uh, so that's definitely is a, a mindset we have on the Dragon Shield that we have taken over uh, to the Bigger Shield also. 
you guys have made the smart decision and the SKUs you've rolled out. And just to remind collectors, we've got uh, you've got coming from uh, Beckett Shield top loaders ranging from 35 point to 130 point. You've got your traditional penny sleeves, team bags, resealable graded uh, card uh, sleeves or bags, as well as a 35 uh, point what you're calling card armor, uh, which uh, has in the past been sealed with a magnetic, although you guys are coming to market with a slightly uh, different design. Can you tell us about that? Sure, definitely. Yeah, we looked at the magnet and, and we found uh, one faulty about that product is if you walk by, walk in your hall and you drop that uh, case, it will actually pop open because the magnet is not strong enough to keep these two uh, pieces together. So we actually uh, build one with a tab. And the initial thought you will get, the tab will break off. So we went back to our manufacturer and say, we need somehow a tab that is unbreakable. And they had actually come back and developed a quite cool uh, item for us where you actually have a tab that cannot break off. And that actually protects your cards even better because uh, if you drop it from a, a good amount of height, it will not pop open. It will stay closed. It will stay sealed. It will protect your cards uh, in a better format. And we also did some slightly improvements on the bottom, so we can actually stand on it on it its own. It does not need any case to to be to hold it or anything like that. Oh, that's really cool. I know that's something that'll be appreciated by a lot of people. Um, instead of having to buy a separate piece to display, yeah. it displays on its own. Um, I'm sure after hearing this, our viewers are wondering, okay, 35 points, great but I have thicker cards. When can I expect to see card armor in thicker stocks? So the thick one will be available late November and December. They will be added on as soon as we ensure we have uh, supplies enough to, to meet the demand in the market on the 35 point, we will add the other ones also. And we expect to have that uh, taken care of uh, in the first month. All right. So I I'm a, I'm a kind of an analytical person, so let's get a little bit nerdy. Can you do you have? Can you explain to us the process of designing, and then what goes into making the die that then those a mold is made and things like that? I, I find that whole process very very interesting. Yep. Uh, so, just one second. Um, the whole thing started with, of course, an idea of what it is you want to create and what it is you, you want to build. Uh, you, you, we have uh, three designers here at Ark and Tidman, uh, and, and we, we give them that idea. They come with the idea. They start doing some 3D rendering, and slowly we start uh, targeting who should be the manufacturer of these. Then we go out and source the market, see who is able of producing something like this or who have done work in similar materials like this. Then uh, we will go in and do NDA with them and we will send them the drawings and say, hey, sample this up. Then we will get the samples back and forth. Uh, pr probably three times uh, we will get samples. Uh, then we will actually get the mold created when we have finalized the product. Um, and when the mold is made, we will again get samples uh, about that. And uh, what's happening internally here is what we have done with the biggest heel is every single samples have both been sent to Denmark and to our Dallas office. So we can see them, we can evaluate them on, we get feedback from the Dallas team with the graders uh, and all these guys over there. 
and then we will uh, give any feedback back to the manufacturing side. So roughly, I would say four or five samples before the mold are made. Then the mold are made, and then uh, as we're doing on Dragon Steel, where we have a really tight quality control for every single production that goes, every single production days, they will send us samples that we test uh, simply to ensure that the, the quality we have approved are maintained throughout a mass bulk production. As someone who's um, been involved with product manufacturing where um, molds are involved, I know that the life expectancy of molds isn't indefinite. Have you guys been able to determine yet in it, you know, with the product in, it, in its infancy, how long um, the life expectancy for the molds for Beckett Shield are? Yeah, no, not not precise, but I would estimate they will last uh, five years, depending on the volume we bring up on, on that mold. Um, but I expect uh, that we will add mo uh, multiple molds of the same product uh, down the, the, the line as uh, the demand in the market is quite big. So I think uh, we can afford it uh, if we, we get a good uh, piece of the market also. Well, thank you for indulging me on that little nerd out moment there. Um, I do find the manufacturing process absolutely fascinating. Um, we've talked about the first wave of products. We alluded to a little bit on what to expect in the second wave with thicker card armors. Can you elaborate on additional products you um, foresee being released in the second wave? Yeah, so in the first way, we actually just included nine pocket pages also. Uh, and we will uh, include probably, as I mentioned, uh, card armor in, in the different sizes. Uh, and uh, after that, we, we, we do are looking at case holders for baseball and uh, looking at where can we actually introduce new products that are not in the market. So I, unfortunately, I cannot tell too much about that. But, but sure. Yeah. We are looking at in Q1, Q2, how can we go in and add extra value in the market for products that are not currently there. And that's something we, we put um, a great effort in on the Dragon Seal side is innovating in the market. How can we uh, see a demand from the end users that they actually didn't even know they had for themselves before they see the product? Uh, and we hope to bring that over to the Dragon Seal line also. Can you talk a little bit about the global business aspect of being located in Denmark, distribution in North America, as well as manufacturing in North America? Have there been any logistical challenges um, in the launch and rollout of uh, the Beckett Shield that have been created because of the distance between the two or because of the modern era we're in that's just part of doing business? So not, uh, I wouldn't say because of the distance. I would say because of COVID, it, it is a little bit more complicated. We are uh, very often in the States and visiting uh, the big guys on, on a normal basis if we don't have COVID. Uh, and our containment is doing uh, worldwide uh, distribution. So we have uh, partners in uh, China, uh, Australia, entire Europe, uh, North and South America. And we have uh, manufacturing partners in Asia, we have them in Europe, and now we have a uh, North American supply line also. So I would say that's a normal business uh, for our side. But of course, the COVID not being able to visit these manufacturing, see the beginning of the production and approve it face-to-face uh, -face has been a little bit more difficult and a little bit more uncertain about can we meet the, the time we want 
So we were all hoping that all the all our dis- uh, distributors in North America would have this product in their warehouse at this given time uh, and be ready for full September release. But due to COVID, we have uh, agreed with our distributor that the best thing to do is simply just uh, releasing these products as they're getting in and they'll start getting in at the end of September. And uh, we have estimated the, the volume that uh, the market in general will take. So hopefully we can meet demand uh, based on the the numbers our distributors have provided to us. Yeah, I know a lot of collectors are really starved for product right now, so I hope you guys are ready. I know you are, but in talking, a lot of people I'm sure that are watching this have picked up on the aspect that there are some premium aspects to your product, which might initially um, create the sense that they're going to be significantly more than your competitors. but I wanted to give you an opportunity to talk about uh, the pricing structures that you're bringing uh, to the market. Yes, uh, yeah, of course we have uh, kept our values uh, from the Dragon Seal aspect saying that uh, we still provide uh, high quality supplies for a collector. And we have done it on the TCG side and now we'll do it on the, the sports side also. Uh, about the pricing, we have always been told, especially from the Baker side that uh, the sports side is more price sensitive. So what we have uh, strived towards is being around the same price level as uh, you already know uh, from our competitors. So our product will be, uh, I would say 90% of our products are the same price level as you find by our, our competitors. That's fantastic. Is there anything else while I've got you on the line that you think um, our viewers should know about Beckett Shield? Well, the the only thing I can mention here uh, at the end is uh, look forward to seeing the the logo in stores. Uh, hopefully, uh, you can bring it up uh, later in the in the show because it's a beautiful logo. And what we have done there is we have taken the best from Breakit, where you have the big B, you have the leaf around that every sports collector will recognize. You're having a shield in the middle, uh, protecting the B, taken from Dragon Shield. So you have the best from the two worlds. Uh, to help every collectors protect their most valuable cards. It is a very nice logo. We talked about Beckett Shield uh, in Hobby Happening segment last week, and uh, it's certainly a, a beautiful logo. So you guys really knocked that one out of the park. Uh, Michael, I really appreciate you taking some time to talk with us. Uh, this is a much needed entry into the market, and I'm sure our viewers are going to be really excited to get their hands on the product. So thanks for joining us. Well, thanks for having me. All right. So thank you to Michael Anderson and collectors. Your woes are about over. You should start seeing supplies available from Beckett Shield uh, beginning of October. Retailers that are watching, pre-order dates are open. Um, Their full line of available supplies, visit gtsdistribution.com. Click on that big giant banner you see and stock up for Q4 in the holiday shopping season. All right, um, Ivan, any thoughts on that? I mean, it'll it'll just be interesting to see how much of a dent in the demand they can make because we do know even with the positive things that they had to say, we know that supplies are not easy to come by to make supplies. Um, so we'll, like I said, we'll see. Um, but hey, you can't 
no complaints about somebody else coming in, bringing what is hopefully a good product into the hobby. Um, I know I'm short. I've got 35 point top loaders, but I'm short on the uh, the 75s. You got some for me? Not okay. yet. Arcane Tenman. All right. There are a few news notes and nuggets in this week's hobby happening, so let's dive right in. Well, for fans and collectors of Topps Digital Products, the company announced its first ever Digicon. Digicon. Mm. The virtual convention celebrating collector fandom across all Topps Digital apps will take place from Thursday, uh, August 27th through Sunday, August 30th. Digicon 2020 will feature Topps suite of digital collectible apps with hours of live and pre-recorded content alongside at-home participation through partnered panels, watch parties, special announcements, fan Q&A sessions, and exclusive digital collectibles, all on Topps Digital, Topps Digital's new Digicast Twitch channel. So for more information on that, visit the Topps blog. Panini America and the Draft Network have entered into a marketing partnership that will merge the best of NFL draft and rookie analysis with Panini football cards in efforts to develop compelling media content. Now, how that specifically will manifest itself will be revealed in the coming weeks. For now, stay tuned and follow at the Draft Network on Twitter for updates. Well, all things MJ remain red hot in the current market, including these sneakers worn in 1985 when he shattered a backboard during an exhibition game in Italy. They recently sold at Christie's Auction House for an absolutely draw-dropping sum of $615,000. They still actually have pieces of glass embedded in the sole. Well, then there's this uh, late career Chicago Bulls jersey that was purchased for $10,000 at a 2005 charity auction and then just sold for $240,000 at Robert Edwards Auctions. But perhaps the most unique item, however, is this 1996 Mercedes-Benz S-Class owned and driven by his heirness <laughs> that is currently up for bid on eBay and already is over $200,000 with still three days remaining. All hail MJ. I was going to say that Mercedes-Benz S-Class, that, that might actually be the best deal if you're looking uh, for something you can use as well as collect. Twenty thousand, yeah, or two hundred thousand. Uh, Sports Collectors Daily is reporting that NFL Hall of Famer Michael Strahan is disputing the supposed authenticity of a jersey currently up for bid at Golden Auctions. The jersey is alleged to have been worn in Super Bowl Forty Two, where the undefeated Patriots were upset by the New York Giants, led in no small part by Strahan. The jersey has been photo matched by not one, but two of the industry's most reputable resources, My Gray and Resolution Photo Matching. However, Strahan claims the jersey he wore in that famous game is framed and hanging on the wall of his house. 
Now, while I know many of us are inclined to believe with a player saying the jersey I wore is framed and hanging on the wall of my house, part of the problem in this dispute could date back to 2018, when the Giants fired three equipment staffers in the wake of a lawsuit, you may recall, during which it was alleged, among many other things, that they created a bogus jersey for Strahan and sold the real one. (laughs) Hmm, the plot thickens. Golden Auctions founder Ken Golden told TMZ, yes, TMZ, quote, We are 100% confident the Strahan jersey in the auction is authentic and the photo matching services, letters, and images speak for themselves. End quote. Current bidding for the jersey is at $45,000. Who knows if this controversy will make that number go higher or stall it there. But again, quote, we are 100% confident. That's pretty confident. Uh, Well, voting for the 2020 Industry Summit Awards is open to the collecting public and runs through September 15th. You can visit the URL on your screen to vote for your favorite products, breakers, and companies of 2019. And if you can't remember that long URL, just check Beckett's Twitter stream from time to time and vote as soon as you can. If you've been looking to work in the hobby or just looking for a job in general and live in Southern California or New Jersey or are willing to relocate, you may want to attend the PSA Virtual Career Fair next Tuesday, August 25th. The event takes place between 11 a.m. and 1 p.m. Pacific Standard Time and pre-registration is required. So visit the PSA website for more details on this opportunity. Several new limited edition bobbleheads are now available on the Baseball Hall of Fame website. With a production run of just 360 of each figure, these could be a popular item despite their hefty $49.95 price tag. I mean, look how realistic they look. Also new are a handful of bobbleheads commemorating the 100th anniversary of the Negro Leagues. A gold base version for some teams is limited to just 100 copies, but won't cost you any more as they all list for $31.99. Check out the Hall of Fame website if you're interested. And that's a quick brief look at this week's hobby happening. So we had like 50 slides last week, I think, and just 18 or 19 this week. That's how it goes. You never know. You never know. All right. Well, let's uh, dive into our live box break segment. Let's let's break some product because uh, why not? I'm in. We've got some good ones. Uh, so let's, without further ado, we're going to kick things off with some Ultimate Collection Hockey from Upper Deck, one of their premium brands. Uh, Current market price is anywhere between $150 and $175 a box. Uh, Every box has one pack and four cards per pack. Rob, you know, it's it's so funny, um, and I'm guilty of this because I just don't have time for hockey in my schedule. Um, But I was thinking about it the other day with the way the hobby is gone. So I actually, I got into soccer collecting for two reasons. One, a year and a half ago, um, I did have some friends that went to work for the new LA team. 
So that kind of got me into soccer. I was like, you know, I'll, I'll do that. Two, it was affordable. It was approachable. Um, when I hear you say a premium product, and this is, you're going to see it in just a second, and it's only 175 a box, I'm wondering how much longer until hockey actually experiences kind of the same flight, in a sense, of collectors who love sport and can't find a, a decent rip for 175 bucks um, because good of point. what's gone on. It's a good so, point. They well, are playing. Sh- Games sh- are going sh- on, right? Absolutely, they are. All let's look right. at the playoff standings right now. So four cards per pack here. Oh, Ooh, New York Islanders too. are up two, two to nothing right now. I probably Ulti- just jinxed it. Sorry. Ultimate buddy. introduction. Sam Lafferty. Beautiful, beautiful card. Uh, next wow. up is a autographed version numbered to just... 10 numbered one of 10 oh. in gold ink david gustison for the winnipeg jets now you're gonna have to hold that real still because the it's the way that the artwork there you go i got it it's hard to wow. get it to focus because of the soft artwork but i got it another beautiful on-card signature from ultimate rookie noah Juleson of the Montreal Canadiens, and this one's numbered to 299. Hold that. Okay, oh, I got okay. it. You got, got it. Perfect. Okay. Yep. And then, wow. Ultimate material signatures also on card, numbered to just 99 with a jersey swatch of Calgary Flames star Sean Monahan with the numeral inscription. Wow. Nice box. Uh, let's go ahead and I'll put the, uh, let's give away the, the three autos. I'll put the Sam Lafferty in a future prize pack of some sort. So those three autos, that's cool. Uh, I'm going to need the names again because <laughs> I suck. Sean Monahan, number that's the uh, swatch auto numbered to ninety nine. Ultimate rookie Noah Juleson, number to two ninety nine. And mm. the ultimate introductions gold ink auto numbered one of ten. Yeah, who's that one of? Or wait, is uh, ultimate David, introductions is David? No, <laughs> David Gustafson. Gustafson. Because it is hockey, so I could see a player being named Ugtalamit Introduction. It's like some, some Nordic guy. Right. Right. Okay. So enough bad Ivan jokes aside. Um, I'm going to go ahead and get those posted out to the Twitter, twitter.com slash go GTS live as a reminder. Um, retweet those hits up there. And Do you want to wait that, until we open the second box? Uh, the second box? I, it was so fun the first time, I thought we'd do it again. It wasn't in the notes. It doesn't have to be, does it? <laughs> no, I'm just letting the viewers know <laughs> I did read them. I did read them. Uh, however, I was not watching your screen. All right, yeah. No, I'm, I'm pretty in-depth with that. And I like Chris I, uh, Brown uh, popping into the chat saying I could get a pretty penny for that Gustafson auto around here. Yeah, I mean, 
I'm not saying there aren't collectors. There's tons of collectors that love hockey. There's tons of fans of hockey. I, lo- I do love hockey. I just don't have time in my schedule. And I'm hearing, I've heard from people that hockey is actually growing really fast in the cold regions of China. Let's not forget, China's an entire freaking continent. They have every ecosystem, just like we do here in uh, North America. This is an exciting product to rip a second box of. Woo! How about a... Oh my gosh. Ultimate Introductions, Vitaly Abramov of the Senators. Purple Parallel, numbered to just nine interesting we will now, give that we will give that away here's here's an issue i have rob i need a little help so i've never heard of now i'm thinking about just about four of these guys of these five we've pulled so far is this a rookie's focused product too is that why yes okay because the introductions makes me feel that way but right. so do we have russ cohen on speed dial dial a friend how is Vitali? How Ibrahim about R- he's great? How about Rem Pitlick of the Nashville Predators Ultimate Rookies on Card Auto, numbered to two twenty-five? How about a material Ultimate Rookies jersey for Adam Fox, numbered to three ninety-nine? But like we saw with Sean Monahan. Not without your superstar or retired veterans. Like, how about a Wendell Clark auto on card? Absolutely fabulous. Seven winners from those two boxes. Wendell Clark auto. The Adam Fox jersey. The Rem Pitlick Ultimate Rookies Auto. The Vitaly Abramov, number to just nine. The David Gustafson Gold, number to ten. Noah Juleson, Ultimate Rookies Auto. And veteran superstar Sean Monahan, number to 99. Thank you, Chris Carlin. And Upper Deck, beautiful. Let me tidy up a little bit here before we dive into our next box break, which is a worldwide product debut for the longtime favorite certified football. Back to the NFL gridiron we go. Two autographs and two memorabilia cards per box on average. Got 10 packs, five cards per pack. Thank you, Guy Pizza, for following us on Twitter. It's always fun. Tyree Kill, Jamal Adams, beautiful looking cards this year. I love that design. Teddy Bridgewater, 
We've got a little red mirror parallel here of Josh Jacobs, numbered to just 99. Mega shiny. And seal of approval insert, Derek Henry. Looks like they do have mirror signatures as well. Saquon Barkley. DJ Shark. There's an interesting SSP insert called Stat Smashers. Be interesting to see how this uh, lands in the market. Just looking at the design doesn't have some of the more flary stuff that we've seen in other inserts. New insert, gold team, Chris Goodwin. And every box delivers one freshman fabric auto. Ours Ooh. is of Brian Edwards, the Oakland Raiders, numbered to 349. And check that out. Mr. Edwards is pictured in a Oakland Raiders uniform. Nice. Looks like he was a third round draft pick, so that's actually George not too Kittle. late for a wide a receiver. Back or, uh, yeah. Out of the Baker University Mayfield. of South Carolina. Cooper Cup. Latest headline Brian Edwards shines in training camp with Las Vegas Raiders. Nice. Deion Sanders, the greatest insert. And, hey, speaking of mirror reds, this one's numbered to just 50 of David DeCastro for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Gotta love an offensive line signature. Giving them some love in the product. No, at least one Pittsburgh fan that watches this show that would love that card. Damian Williams, David Montgomery, a kind of an acetate field parallel numbered to 450 for Carrion Johnson, and kind of a graffiti insert style. Oh, the 2020 purple. Yeah, Jacob Eason. Oh, and it's a rookie. Nice. Let me get a picture of that for the post, even if, uh, I don't know if we'll uh, put it down just a little. It had a really good spot where it caught the light really well. But, like, lean it back a little. There we go. Yeah, now I'm getting all the blue, green, red, all of it. I love it. Awesome. Thank you. You're beautiful. You're beautiful, <laughs> darling. That's how we do it over here in Beverly Hills. Drew Brees, Philip Rivers, Nick Chubb. Hey, LaVisca Chenault Jr., rookie number to 399. Oof. I wish. He's a, he's a good sleeper. Yeah, he is. Nick Chubb, him. seal of approval. Let's 
So just as a reminder, too, if you're like me and you're like, wait, what are what's the breakdown on those 2020 inserts? Uh, go to gogts.net and we have the entire checklist for this product. In fact, we have the checklist in both PDF and Excel format. So you can uh, you can go ahead and um, sort it or check it however you like. I like that insert, the stars insert. Uh, here's another uh, memorabilia card hit, number to 299 of Jalen Rager, next generation rookie jersey swatch for the Philadelphia Eagles. We'll give that away. Sam Darnold. Jamal Adams, Teddy Bridgewater, Tyreek Hill, and a gold team insert of Chandler Jones. Stefan Diggs, Aaron Darnold, Philip Rivers. Blue base parallel of Baltimore Ravens rookie James Proch, number to 75. And the greatest, Jerry Rice. Next to last pack, we've got Nick Chubb. Marlon Mack. Juju Smith-Schuster, you know how much I love saying his name. Another 2020 purple C.D. Lamb, also a highly touted rookie. And another next-generation rookie jersey swatch of Darrington Evans for the Tennessee Titans. last pack is going to be D.B. Samuel, Devin Singletary, Joey Bosa, a different parallel of that same guy, James Proche, numbered to 199, and a stars insert of Dalvin Cook. Um, so let's... This one's not numbered. We'll throw this one in a prize pack give away the other three tonight. So we've got Jalen Reger, number to 299, Jersey Swatch. Mm -hmm. We have the David DeCastro Auto, number to 50. Mm -hmm. And we have the Freshman Fabric of Brian Edwards. Yeah, the Fabric slash Auto, right? Yep. Okay, awesome. I'm going to jump over to the Twitter and get that up uh, again twitter.com slash go GTS live that's where you can enter to win uh, at the same time gogts.net is the website where you can get all the news um, product information checklists and things of that nature that we discuss here today so excellent all right 
All right. Next up with the NBA playoffs in full swing, we thought we'd head back to the hardwood <laughs> with our second look at Obsidian NBA basketball with two autographs contained within this seven card box. Oh, no big deal. Just a box of Obsidian to look yeah, at. That's running about $500 right now. And you know what's cool about this? I think the base cards look cool in this product. Oh, I know. That laser etching kind of look. In fact, this is the kind of thing where I, I go... I go out on Com C in the, middle of, uh, in the middle of looking at this, and I search just for Obsidian Basketball and see all the players on there that other people aren't looking at that I can add to my collection, the base card. Well, here's a base card of Draymond Green. Marcus Smart. Ooh, the, the electric etch parallels look really cool. I hope we pull one. Here is a rookie, Darius Baisley. Ooh. But it's just the base, right? Yeah, but they've, it's got a different color to it, but it's not numbered. That's why I was curious if that's one of the electric etch. How about... Hold on, let me check I, others. No, they, they say that on there. Electric etch orange is, yeah, it's yeah. numbered to 50. How about a atomic die cut of Nikola Jokic? Look at that die cut. Wow. Oh, and... Oh, yeah, it's numbered 2 of 10. Wow. To give you, I'm going to put it on a white background so you can really see just how awesome that die cutting is. It's kind of like a, almost like a leaf or a teardrop. It's pretty cool. Let's see. That's pretty cool, and I'm, I'm going to double-check the chat when I get a second because I did look at these. I'm on Com C looking at electric etch out of oranges, and I don't see an actual number on there, even though they say out of 50 on the site. Okay. So I think that might have been an electric etch Darius Baisley. All right, you ready, no for our, you ready for our autos? Uh, yeah. Rookie. I think so. Nazar Little. Rookie Nazar Little. And that card is numbered 250 and is orange. Now, let's get a little old school with an auto numbered to just five of Derek Coleman. <laughs> Woo! Awesome. What's he more was, awesome, that it's a Derek a Coleman player. auto or that it's from him on the Sixers 
which I can't imagine there's many. Instead of the Nets, right? Look at that signature. It's beautiful. It's one of the Onyx autographs. And as you can see, it's numbered to just five. So, yeah, it's a beautifully designed card. I mean, can you, you can hardly tell that's a sticker auto. All right, so we're going to give away the two autos and the Nikola Jokic uh, die you cut know number something to crazy, 10. Rob? Mm -hmm. Derek Coleman played more years for the Sixers than he did for the Nets. Say that. that would you is, believe that? No, I would not have. Yeah, he was only on the Nets for five years. Now, they were easily his five most productive years. Should we give away the rookie Beasley or no? Um, yeah. Okay, so those four. The two yeah. autos, the die cut, and the Beasley rookie. Well, there you have it. A look at our live box break segments for tonight. Uh, walking away, somebody. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen big hits tonight stick around we'll be announcing the winners at the end of the show uh let's hit that poll question shall we uh just to give that a quick update and if my eyes are functioning properly uh up to over 220 people weighing in uh not much narrowing in the race between PSA and BGS most people still going with PSA 54.8% who they think is the more accurate company alright so uh, the NHL draft lottery was what last week or the week before last and the NHL's number one overall pick Alexei Lafreniere is headed to the Big Apple which is great news for collectors that he'll be playing at Madison Square Garden for the New York Rangers. In this video, we look at some of his early cards while he talks to the media after the NHL draft lottery. Check this out and we'll be back with Hot in the Shop. 2020 NHL draft, Alexei Lafreniere. Alexei, welcome. Thank you. All right, thanks for taking the time. We'll get right to the questions. Let's start uh, with Josh Clipperton from the Canadian Press. Go ahead, Josh. Hey, Alexi, congrats. So what does it feel like to finally know where you're going? What's, and this process has been so drawn out. Are you a patient guy usually, or what's this been like? Yeah, it's been uh, you know, a pretty long uh, last couple of months, but uh, you know, really fun to, uh, to know who uh, won the lottery today. And a uh, you know, really good team, obviously, with a lot of good uh, Good players, so uh, for sure it's a, it's a pretty good news and uh, really happy. Thanks, Josh. Next question comes from Ryan Kennedy of the Hockey News. Go ahead, Ryan. Hi, Alexi. Um, you know, as it is now, the Quebec League is slated to start on October 1st. The NHL season wouldn't start until December 1st. Is there a possibility that you go back to Ramuski for? <laughs> A month or so, just to sort of get your legs before NHL training camp. Uh, for sure, there's a couple of uh, possibilities, but uh, we don't know yet uh, our decision, and uh, we'll talk about it with uh, my 
my agents and uh, you know, my family and stuff to try to um, get the try to uh, take the, the the best decision as we can. Thanks, Ryan. Next question comes from Mark Spector of Sportsnet. Go ahead, Mark. Alexi, uh, have you ever been to New York? Uh, are you excited about living in New York? Can you can you give me any history? Did you ever have a favorite player that played for New York? What do you know about what you're about to step into here? Um, ne- I've never been to New York, but uh, a couple of uh, my, my buddies went, and uh, I'm sure they me that uh, it's a pretty nice spot. And uh, you know, my favorite player for sure um, this year was uh, an Aaron. Um, just uh, the real year he had, and uh, you know, really dominant, and uh, one of the best player. So, um, really exciting to watch. Merci, Stefan. Next question comes from Michael Trakos of Post Media. Go ahead, Michael. Hey, Alexi. Uh, congratulations on potentially being the number one overall pick. I'm just wondering how strange was this process for you? Um, you know, in, in the last day or so, were you contemplating what it would be like to possibly joining everyone from Pittsburgh to Edmonton to Toronto to, I guess, now New York? Yeah, for sure. Um, you know, the laundry had uh, a couple of really good teams, and uh, it was uh, really exciting. But uh, for sure, uh, New York is uh, probably uh, one of the best players in the league. So, uh, um, for sure, it's uh, really, really fun, really good news, and uh, we'll see what happens next. But uh, for sure, I'm really excited right now. Thanks, Michael. Next question comes from Andrew Knoll of the New York Times. Go ahead, Andrew. Hi, Alexi. Bonsoir. Uh, I wanted to ask you um, just about the emotional process of all this. Um, obviously, not a typical draft year with everything being delayed, this thing being done virtually. How have downs been for you leading up to this point? And are you relieved now that you know where you're going finally? Yeah, for sure. It was a pretty long process, but uh, we were waiting for this day uh, for a couple of weeks now, and uh, it was a a big day, and uh, for sure, uh, it's it's a relief. Uh, just to know who's gonna uh, pick first, and uh, like I said, we'll see what happens next. But uh, for sure, it's a uh, really special day. And, uh, Thanks really to Russ Cohen day. for making himself available for that media session. Oh, I, I'm Our, sure, I'm sure he was more than happy to <laughs> talk absolutely. to the first generational talent. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But thank you, uh, Russ. You do a great job. All right, let's uh, take a look at uh, next week's new releases in our weekly Hot in the Shop segment. And we kick things off with a ultra high-end product by name, but a new version with 2020 Bowman Transcendent Collection baseball cards, which is going to deliver one 50-card Bowman icon set, 30 Transcendent Collection autograph cards, one Vladimir Guerrero Jr. or Jordan Alvarez through the years autograph card. One 1955 Bowman Baseball Superfractor autograph card. One oversized 1955 Bowman Baseball Cut Signature card. And one graded historic Bowman buyback card. As well as a VIP event invitation in every box. The Transcendent line continues to grow even stronger with the debut of the all-new Bowman Transcendent Collection, the new standard in premium prospecting, limited to only 100 total cases. 
Uh, what the VIP event is, we do not know yet, but it will be an opportunity to mix among fellow collectors as well as fellow superstars, plural, of tomorrow in this once-in-a-lifetime collecting experience. Uh, check this out. Through your breaker, most likely, do a little bit of window shopping if you want to check it out. <laughs> I was going to say, you can still, you can get in through a break. You know, that's that's the that's the configuration. It's what it's built for. Um, yep. Hey, speaking of high-end baseball, we've got a slightly more accessible and pretty freaking awesome uh, high-end baseball product from Tops this week in Tops 5-star baseball cards. Each box is going to deliver two autographed cards signed on card unless they happen to be replaced by a cut signature or an autographed patch card. Every card in this uh, world-class hobby exclusive set features autographs from one of the best players of MLB. Case hits can include metallic ink autographs, autographed jumbo patch cards like you see there, Dual subject pentamorous penmanship cards. I don't know who comes up with these names. Uh, and of course, there's the base autograph cards. I mean, just look at that. Five star carries just a level of elegance to it that sets it apart. Great rookie card checklist, including the hot Luis Robert uh, that you can collect. And of course, Hall of Famers on things like the five star golden graphs with gold ink. Lots of parallels to collect in this as well. Most uh, sets have purple, blue, green, gold, orange, and red one-of-one parallels. Look at that. There's a sneak peek at that Pentamorous Penmanship Shadow Box autographed card that we mentioned uh, earlier. This is going to be hot, hot in the shop, uh, along with some celebrity cut signatures with notable names from pop culture, not just baseball. Check out Topps 5 Star. Uh, sticking to the diamond, we go high-end yet again with 2020 Panini Immaculate Baseball Cards, delivering uh, your well-known configuration at this point of four autographs and two memorabilia cards in every box. Prime materials reserved all throughout the base and parallels. Uh, RPAs and Immaculate offer some of the best-looking rookie cards in the hobby. Immaculate features signatures on unique materials like acetate, tweed weave carbon stickers and much more some of the autographs to look for besides those rpas which are on card and numbered to 49 or less are prospect patch autographs on card autos from the game's top prospects with a piece of prime memorabilia three tiers of parallel those numbered to 49 or less including multiple one of ones premium patch autographs takes 20 of this year's top rookies pairs them on card auto with an oversized prime material swatch then you've got jumbos look for the oversized material swatches from different items like sweatshirts batting gloves socks and many other game day player essentials there's a new monochrome 60-card set that features a signed piece of eye black paired with a swatch of memorabilia 
from this year's rookie class. Rookie dual memorabilia, an on-card autograph paired with two different swatches. Immaculate Signatures, a 40-card set featuring on-card autos from numerous past and present fan favorites that span multiple decades. And then tribute cards made to celebrate milestones hit last year, like Pete Alonzo's rookie record 53 home runs and Ichi Rose retirement and much more. Uh, this hits stores next week as well as your breakers. Enjoy. Fun product as always, Immaculate Baseball. Now we're switching off the diamond and we're going to the gridiron for 2020 Panini Black NFL football cards. Each box is going to have five cards, including one base, one parallel, one rookie patch autograph card, one memorabilia card, and one additional autographed card. This uh, product is loaded with new and improved content, including more rookies and more inserts than ever before. Look for signature lines like Midnight Signatures, including the one-of-one Midnight Signatures, which are on-card autographs of only the greatest players in the NFL. Capstone's Gold, which feature four pieces of memorabilia as well as on-card autographs. The Bright Light Signatures, again with on-card autographs and a pretty cool design there. Uh, can't make can't ever look make Barry Sanders look bad, but there you go. And then of course rookie patch autographs. Be chasing those in every single box with large patches and the autographs. Look at some sizable signatures rookie jerseys featuring uh, some all-time greats as well as current stars of the NFL. Look for um, rookie influx, which are going to feature oversized rookie jersey cards. Look at that. There you go. Um, as well as Super Bowl teammates, triple and dual autographs, futuristic with our colorful memorabilia cards, um, and other on-card autograph content, including Storm Signatures, Shadow Ink, and more. Hot looking set, nice elegant design coming to hobby shops and your breakers next week. Well, we stick with the gridiron, but we switch from pros to college with 2020 Panini Immaculate Collegiate Football Cards. Second Immaculate product for the week. Delivering five autographed or memorabilia cards on a base or parallel in every box. With premium patches, legendary autographs, and a strong 2020 uh, draft class, Panini is touting this as one of their best Immaculate collections ever. All right. So those five autographed or memorabilia cards look for immaculate ink combos featuring two autographs from a pair of star players from the same university, including different parallels. Immaculate patches include brand logos, conference logos and team logos with three different one on one sets. Rookie patch autographs, uh, Immaculate's most iconic cards, autos combined with prime memorabilia. And then, of course, Immaculate team jumbos, oversized swatches of player memorabilia across multiple sets. Immaculate trios is a nine-card set that features star-studded groupings of players and there's even quad tags these quad swatch cards feature material from top rookies and current stars that used to rule the collegiate gridiron team slogan signature die cuts a 50 card set featuring autos and memorabilia paired with the players team slogan and then premium 
premium patches, rookie autographs on card with jumbo memorabilia, including prime versions, as well as a 25 card base set limited to just 99 total copies in stores and with breakers next week. Uh, we do have, is this confirmed Rob? Uh, uh, yeah, it is. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it could change tomorrow, but as it of now, it's tomorrow. confirmed. But we're excited for it. We've talked about it for a bit, um, and we recognize the challenges in a product like this. But 2020 Leaf Valiant football cards is scheduled to be hot in the shop this week coming up. Each box is going to deliver seven autographed cards plus one graded autographed card in every box. And get this, all graded autographed cards will be either a BGS 9.5, BGS 10, or BGS 10 black label. No cards graded lower were included in this set. So some tight quality control there, as well as a tight checklist of elite players and a limited production, sorry, ultra limited production. There are multiple tiers of color parallels within that tight checklist, however, so check out Leaf Valiant football cards hot in the shop this week. All right, from the gridiron to the octagon we go. Uh, I believe this is the first UFC product of the year, so MMA fans rejoice. 2020 Tops UFC trading cards delivering two autos and 12 inserts in every box. Uh, set to arrive and highlighting the most collectible athletes and moments in the sport. All right, so the autographs. UFC athlete autographs over 30 subjects. Parallels in gold, number to 50. Red, number to 8. Platinum, one of ones. UFC athlete dual autos. Two linked UFC athletes paired on cards numbered to 25 or less. Well, there's 12 inserts in every box as well, and some of those include Decades Next, a 10-card limited edition set. We'll highlight the brightest stars and rookies destined for greatness. Uh, 1985 baseball design gets in the mix, as well as Bloodlines and much more, including a 200-card base set with champions, title contenders, future stars, rookie cards of debuting fighters, and highlights from the past year year in stores also next week fun and hey we were hyping hockey a little bit ago well guess what we have a 2020 2021 hockey product coming to stores wow even as the so nhl you're already wraps up their season yeah you know again we've uh we all went through that little hiatus so Hey, we're Upper Deck's getting back on schedule. 2020-21 Upper Deck MVP NHL hockey cards. Um, it's a 250-card base set plus a 50-base set high series SPs. So make sure you pull up your GoGTS.net checklist as you're going through this. Look for parallels and inserts including colors and contours. There's a superscript parallel, which looks absolutely awesome. Uh, each box is going to deliver uh, 10 base set uh, high series star and rookie SP cards. Um, and then, of course, there are the MVP draft pick SP redemptions. So while there aren't traditional rookies in this product, you can get redemptions for what is those players first rookie card, um, as well as some hard to hit. But they are there autographs. Exciting looking product coming out uh, from Upper Deck this week. Ice, ice baby. 
<laughs> and that's a look at what's going to be hot in the shop or with your breaker or online retailer in stores next week. A lot of great products. Wow. It's going to be busy next week. All right. That wraps up a look at Hot in the Shop. And uh, we got one more segment for you guys tonight. Man, this is unbelievable. Uh, Michael Rubin, the founder and CEO of Fanatics, is interviewed uh, this week um, because his company just got a new valuation of $6.2 billion prior to the announcement that they're going public at some point. So that's interesting. And you can have a listen to what Michael says about the current state of the sports memorabilia market uh, from a business side of things while we put Ivan to work pulling tonight's winners. We'll be back after this. Funding, how much from whom? What does it do for you? What, what are you going to use it for? Yeah, so we actually went out to raise $250 million, but raised $350 million as there was tremendous demand uh, to participate in the offering. It's really our last round of financing prior to going public. We're going to use the money to just accelerate the acquisition of rights to kind of build our vertical e-commerce business. So as I think you know, for fanatics, our business is very different than most e-commerce companies. Most of what we sell, it's either vertical, we design, develop, and make that merchandise, or it's exclusive. And that's what makes the business so special. And so we're really going to use the capital to just accelerate and pick up the pace of bringing rights on as we globalize the business, continue to drive into college and soccer, as well as building our core uh, pro sports business. I, I always forget the, the history of it, and I don't like reliving it because you've been so incredibly successful and I'm just, you know, still sitting here. But but you started, you, it, this was a stub. Wasn't Fanatics a stub that you, you had for, it's just, was it worth, how much was it worth when you started? And you sold the, the other stuff for billions. So yeah, go so back and just tell us real quickly what was eBay bought 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 um, GSI Commerce in 2011 for $2.4 billion. We bought back Fanatics for about $300 million, but it was a completely different company. It was a less than $300 million business. There was really like a Zappos selling other people's merchandise. Today, Fanatics will be more than $3 billion in revenue next year. It's got one of the most unique models in e-commerce anywhere in the world. Really, again, building this verticalized e-commerce model that serves fans so well. And, uh, you know, to be honest, I, th- I feel like we're just getting started in the business. So it really doesn't look yeah. anything that we acquired uh, nearly a decade ago from eBay. So $300 million to, uh, to $6.2 billion just just so far. So if, if you're doing something else, just you'll, you'll let us know, right? Or just give me an idea or, or, you know, not on this forum, but, you know, just, just let me know. Uh, so let's, let's go to... Andrew, not you. Uh, yeah. Oh, thanks. Um, I mean, sports. If you if you had your entire business dependent on sports, the last six months, you look at a, a, a Fox or something, or, or you look at a network that's dependent on on sports revenue. You would think that it, it, there was basically it, it was almost a wasteland, but I don't think that's really happened, has it, with Fanatics? And, and will the pent up demand because we all want sports a bit? Will that get back what you may have lost in, in the last six months? Yeah, it's really been interesting. Let me, there's two parts to that question. Let me start with Fanatics first. So Fanatics is 82% of our business is direct-to-consumer, and 90% of that is e-commerce. Our business year-to-date, through yesterday, our e-commerce business 
is up 30%. So without having sports for five months, we're still up 30%. Now, the other small part of our business, where we operate venues in about 50 stadiums uh, for the merchandise stores, and we also have a wholesale business that sells to retailers, that business was severely impacted by the pandemic, the same as anybody else operating a wholesale business. But the good thing for Fanatics is we're 82% direct-to-consumer and 90% of that is e-commerce. So our business has been really strong through the pandemic. I think that just shows how much sports fans really miss their their, their teams and, their, and they really yeah. wanted to be involved. We also saw a lot of comfortable clothes, which I think is great for the pandemic. Um, since sports have come back, uh, business has been spectacular. I just looked this morning. Uh, since the NBA restarted, we're up more than 100% against last year. The NHL is up more than 200%. Baseball's up around 50%. The NFL year-to-date's up 80% since January 1st. So we've seen tremendous growth in spite of not having sports for, for five months. Um, you know, I think the thing that everyone's thinking about the sports business is how do you get the right combination of keeping um, our players and our fans safe while making sure that we still provide the entertainment and excitement that you get from sports. And that's a very careful balance. You see what's happening in college today. And, you know, it's, it's tricky, but I think from a fanatic's perspective, Having this incredibly unique business that sells vertical merchandise and exclusive merchandise that you know most people don't have access to makes our business very strong. You know during any period of time. And the most exciting thing again, we're just getting started. Fanatics, you know, well we have 10x as you mentioned since you know we bought the business back in 2011. We are really just getting started to have so much growth ahead for us. All right, we're back. Uh, pretty cool. Very interesting. We'll see what happens with their eventual ipo okay ivan i've got uh by my count 15 winners tonight good because that's how many i drew nice um real quick like when it works out that way you know every week we tell you it's real important to provide us everything well i i got i got this back from uh last week's send outs uh for insufficient address information and it says, uh, this was for Anthony Wagstaff, uh, Miami stuff, I think was his, or stuff Miami. Um, but yeah, if you live in an apartment, please include your apartment number. Anthony, I've emailed you. Um, I would like to send this back out to you. So uh, reply to that email if you would. But what we need you to do when you hear your name called and to claim your prize, you need to email us at Go GTS Live at GoGTS.net. The name of the show, the name of the website. And we need you to do provide four pieces of information. Your Twitter handle, your full name, your mailing address, and what you won. Those four things. It makes it really easy for us to get you your stuff. So go GTS Live at GoGTS. S.net, name of the show, name of the blog, name, address, Twitter handle, what you want. All right, without further ado, Ivan, let's uh, let's have it. Where are you starting? Starting uh, so with the last week's rollovers or? Yeah, so let's start off with that because um, I'm cooking up some fun with that swag bundle. Uh, plus, there was a bonus card. I can't even remember what you said, but you're going to get some cool bonus autograph or something that also was unclaimed. Fun Cooker 123, regular viewer of the show, so you should know how to claim your prize. Email us, gogts at live at gogts.net uh, to claim that swag bundle with a bonus hit. 
So very cool. Um, so now let's go into the Upper Deck Hockey Ultimate Collection. Some really, really cool cards. Uh, Rob, I wrote them down in random order, though, so I'm going to keep you on your toes a little. You got uh, it. First off, I've got the Adam Fox jersey. That's going to Fox Bowl 330. Pretty sure he can text you. You've got him on speed dial. Um, <laughs> Fox Bowl 330, you won that Adam Fox jersey. Oh, that's crazy. I didn't even catch that. Fox, Fox. Uh, next up, the ultimate Noah Jolson numbered to 299 is going to the Dingo Dude. Congratulations, Dingo Dude, on the ultimate Noah Jolson. The Rim Pitlick Auto is going to Busta Ferrari. Congratulations, Busta Ferrari. You get the Rim Pitlick Auto. The Vitali Abramov number two nine is going to Ocular Halo. Congratulations, Ocular Halo on the Vitali Abramov number two nine. The was it Wendell Clark? Yep. Wendell Clark. Okay, cool. I wrote that down right. Wendell Clark Auto is going to Desert Dog ninety nine. Congratulations, Desert Dog ninety nine. Um, and then the. Sean Monahan, number to 99 Swatch Auto, is going to our friend Alex K245. Congratulations, Alex K245. And then the ultimate introductions, David Gustafson is going to Joey Hart 270. Joey Hart 270. You got the ultimate introductions, David Gustafson, out of 10. Nice hit there. Awesome. Congratulations. All right, switching up to our certified preview, uh, we've got the Jalen Ragor patch, Eagles rookie. That's going to trade by sell. Congratulations, trade by sell. The David DeCastro auto is going to Chai's Party 07. Congratulations, Chai's Party 07. And then the Brian Edwards auto patch is going to Texas Card Steve. Congratulations, Texas Card Steve. I don't know how much you've ripped this year. It might be your first Las Vegas Raiders autograph ever because they are now the Las Vegas Raiders. Doesn't that just feel weird to say? Yes. Anyways, very. on task. Uh, I know. Get get through it, Ivan. That's what they're all saying. We want to know who won the next four hits from Panini Obsidian. First off, we've got that Nasir Little Auto, which I'm, I'm just I'm letting that sink in that the other cards being numbered what they are like this is the state of the hobby that that's the fourth hit in this box um, it's a rookie auto of a team that's in the bubble playoffs that's going to Jake Co four one two congratulations Jake Co four one two next up that Darius Baisley rookie which we did confirm is numbered to fifty so that is a, an orange electric etch numbered to fifty it was hidden on the back. Uh, goes to Texas Card Steve. Oh, no, wait, sorry. Um, my eyes are crossing. Sorry, Texas Card Steve. You won the Brian Edwards auto patch. The Darius Baisley rookie is going to Guy77Pizza. Hey, Guy Pizza, you just followed us today, and you won on your first day. That's awesome. Hope you tune in for more episodes. Uh, next up, the Nikola Jokic, number to just 10, Die Cut Beauty, is going to at Stuff Miami at Stuff Miami. Congratulations. And then finally, that Derek Coleman autograph numbered to five for the Philadelphia 76ers, which is the legacy he is known for. At least he played the most years of his career there. Is going to at IT Guy 8706. 
ITGuy8706. It's a good number of winners. I think 15 is a good number to stop at. Okay, fair right. enough. Yep. Well, um, thank you to Michael Anderson for making himself available uh, despite a tremendous time difference over in Denmark uh, to talk Beckett Shield. And thanks to Russ Cohen with that uh, conversation and media appearance with Alexei Lafaniere. And thanks to James Gale behind the scene for making sure we look good, sound good, all that stuff. And to you, as always, Ivan, great job. Uh, we'll be back next week with a brand new episode of Go GTS Live, the Hobbies web show. And again, a very special thanks to all of you for watching. This show's for you. If you don't watch, we don't do it. So hope you keep watching. Tell your friends, tell your fellow collectors to join us every Thursday for more opportunities to win with GTS on Go GTS Live, the Hobbies web show. In the meantime, you know what to be doing. Always be collecting, and we'll be back next week. Take care. Bye-bye.